Wear Red Friday, everybody out there. It's an EP podcast here on Friday, May 8th, 2020. I'm Austin Horton. Thanks for tuning in, checking out the podcast, rating it, subscribing, sharing, everything you're doing. I truly, gratefully appreciate it. Gratefully? Greatly appreciate it, and am grateful for your your continued support and interest uh, and participation. I, I've got a few emails from people. I need more. I need more feedback. Let me know what you think of this podcast. How can it be better? Where is it great? Where could it? Where is it bad? Let me know. Honestly, tell me everything you got. Austin.Horton at 1280thezone.com is my email. Uh, it's a, it, like you probably saw on the news, it's a rough day. Uh, it, all days seem to have a lot of rough to them anywhere in the world right now. And uh, it's important to still look for the sunshine and still look for the positivity and to hold on to that with dear life. Uh, any shred of uh, good and bright light in this world right now, strangle it to death. Uh, and I mean that uh, obviously, obviously uh, with the tongue in, firmly in cheek. Uh, just hold on to it and cherish it and relish it because uh, if one thing I'm learning throughout this entire pandemic is things change quick and fast and you can't do anything to stop it. So you might as well control what you can control and try your very absolute hardest and best to be happy and positive. And I don't mean to bury your head in the sand, but while you're going through stuff to look for the bright moments and uh, remind yourself constantly of them so that uh, you don't lose all hope. Uh, But uh, I am indeed humbled and uh, appreciative of the opportunity I have to sit behind this microphone and just share my thoughts with an often faceless audience, Uh, and I appreciate your ears, your minds, your hearts, your commitment to me and my efforts on this podcast, and as I continue to wax poetic, I'll slow it down here and just say a, a heartfelt thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we do have some sports to talk about. Exciting stuff. The NFL released its schedule last night. We got a few local notes to talk about that. The Jordan brand, always uh, and forever uh, doing fine. NCAA violations continue to roll in or allegations or notices of allegations uh, in the college basketball world. An NFL quarterback has already announced that he'll be retiring and has a job lined up for post-retirement life. And the NBA is set to hold an all-players call uh, at some time. Maybe it's happening right now. I don't know. I've not seen a reported published time that that call would be taking place. Perhaps the news rolls out during the uh, podcast here. If so, I'll get that to you. But a lot to get to. Let's start with the NFL releasing its schedule last night and how that has an impact locally here in Utah. I personally have never been to an NFL game. I hope to be able to go one day and maybe if this season goes off uh, as it's supposed to or as it's currently scheduled to, maybe I'll get a chance to do that as the Las Vegas Raiders are moving into Allegiant Stadium there in Las Vegas, a $1 billion stadium, $1.84 billion to be exact, $1.9 if we want to round up. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, schedule being released, game one of the Las Vegas Raiders schedule is against the New Orleans Saints in Las Vegas on a Monday night. Hmm. So, I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if that's planned that way. But perhaps there's a larger contingency of NFL fans who would have larger reservations of going to an NFL game on a Sunday that will now make the trek to Vegas for uh, the, the game on uh, on a Monday night. Now, that's 
completely assuming crowds are allowed by September 21st when this uh, game would take place. Uh, but if it is, that'll be fun and exciting. There's some local tie-ins there with it being on a Monday is kind of funny. Being in Vegas, just down the street, as people are saying. And, of course, Taysom Hill uh, returning with the New Orleans Saints. And not just Taysom Hill, but there's a lot of guys on these rosters that have Utah ties, uh, including... Chase Hansen, outside linebacker for the Utes, uh, is on the Saints roster, as is Utah offensive tackle Darren Paolo, and, of course, free safety Marcus Williams. For the Raiders, you've got uh, three or four Utah State players. Four, Dominique Eberle, uh, Nevin Lawson, Dallin Levitt, and Ciosi Mariner for Utah State. Now, if they all make the team, that that is to, to, to be said there. But uh, some local tie-ins there. Very exciting to have an NFL team so close. And DJ and PK were making fun or having fun with the idea on Twitter or on Facebook uh, that uh, how many game, how many Broncos games will will we be getting on the local CBS affiliate KUTV this coming season? Well, perhaps now it's more about the Raiders, or it will be soon in these uh, roundabout these parts. So, NFL schedule set to begin September 10th. Locally, uh, a tie-in there on September 21st as the Vegas Raiders open their season in uh, Allegiant Stadium against the New Orleans Saints. Sticking with the NFL schedule for a moment, there is somewhat of a a built-in plan for if the season needs to be delayed or altered at all. This according to Adam Schefter, who uh, is reporting that uh, Commissioner Goodell has not entertained or wants anyone to talk about the idea of the schedule being altered at all. Feels that it's way too soon in the process to be doing that, and I agree. I like, actually really like how the NFL is approaching this. I feel like they're putting on a, a face, a brave face, that says, not nah, we're going to schedule these things and adjust if we need to, but we've got a long time before that needs to happen. Uh, on the other hand, I've also said here on the podcast, I wouldn't mind seeing them move these games to July and try to fit them in. With the schedule being released last night, that, that idea is out the window. But Adam Schefter says that uh, there's a possible four weeks where if the season gets delayed or if there needs to be an intermission, they can play around where weeks one through four would essentially become regular season weeks 18, 19, 20, and 21, and the Super Bowl would move a week back uh, in February. So... Uh, from the first week of February to the second week of February, I believe. So there's those built-in delays if needed. However, the NFL is not commenting on that. They are not reporting that. They are not entertaining that idea. These were sources speaking anonymously to Adam Schefter and other reporters that this is just the contingency plan for now if things were to happen. Uh, But right now their focus is a 16-game regular season with the Super Bowl on February 7th in Tampa Bay. However, uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Super Bowl committee chairman, Rob Higgins, said we're totally focused on February 7th with the regular season kicking off as scheduled. If adjustments need to take place, we would be prepared to do that, but we have not been instructed to do that whatsoever, close quote. So no plans as of right now, just contingency safe falls in place in that NFL schedule if the need arises to uh, adjust and move things. Go to college basketball news here now. Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks are the latest in the list uh, on the list of uh, how schools that were uh, named and mentioned in that whole shoe ordeal where, uh, if you missed it, the feds 
crack down on improper benefits being paid to recruits and players by way of shoe companies uh, and that whole mess. And they, it seems that Self and the Kansas Jayhawks are going to be yet another team that skates on by with the idea that, hey, we didn't know this was happening. This is their deal, not ours. We just thought these kids wanted to play college basketball for the Jayhawks. If Adidas paid them un, un, uh, ben, unpermissible benefited money, then that's Adidas' problem, and those people should and have gone to jail. That's what they're claiming. You saw it with Louisville. You've seen it with Arizona. You've seen it with North Carolina. You're now seeing it with Kansas, and it'll go on and on and on and on. But that does not mean the NCAA is just letting it slide on by. The NCAA enforcement staff said Kansas basketball program committed egregious and severe rules violations that significantly undermine and threaten the NCAA collegiate model and alleged that Jayhawks coach Bill Self and assistant Curtis Townsend embraced, welcomed, and encouraged Adidas employees and consultants to influence high-profile basketball recruits to sign with Kansas. Now, Kansas is sticking by their guns and saying, uh, and by the way, there were also some uh, allegations against the football team there at Kansas, but Kansas, along with Self and Townsend, are disputing each of the five level one violations regarding the men's basketball program, as well as each of the nine aggravating factors cited by the NCAA. Uh, and the Kansas said the NCAA enforcement staff's reply does not in any way change our position that the allegations brought against the men's basketball program are simply baseless and littered with false representatives. As the federal trial proved, here's what I was talking about earlier, Adidas employees intentionally concealed impermissible payments from the university and its coaching staff. The university has never denied these impermissible payments were made. For the NCAA enforcement staff to allege that the university should be held responsible for these payments is a distortion of the facts and a gross misapplication of NCAA bylaws and case precedent, close quote. So this is long from over. The NCAA is mad, kind of. I also I still think this is all just some big charade to, to try and make everyone just think that the NCAA is on the moral high road here and this, we will not stand for this. It's still going to go on. Players are still going get, to gonna get paid. They're still going to get cars. They're still going to get on and on and on and on. Benefits that are supposed to be uh, illegal. Uh, even with the idea that they're going to be able to sign autographs and sell them, there's still going to be some way, shape, or form that that gets twisted into an, an illegal disadvantage or advantage uh, for their opponents and themselves. So it's just it's a show. This thing is a circus and a show, and if you really think the NCAA cares morally to shut this stuff down and not have it happen, just look at their bank account, especially after having to cancel March Madness and think, do they really care? No, they don't. New Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers is on a one-year, $25 million contract with the Indianapolis Colts to be their starting quarterback. But it already appears that he has plans to be done with the NFL after this one season. As today he was announced as the eventual head football coach at St. Michael Catholic High School in Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, Rivers said it's been a dream of his to become a high school football coach after playing for his father as a young player. Quote, it's a special day for me and my family. I will probably get a little emotional. I had two childhood dreams. One was to play in the NFL, and I'm now going into my 17th season. The other was to be a high school football coach, as my dad was. 
How blessed am I to be able to live both of those out? Close quote. Uh, I don't know who the current head football coach is at St. Michael Catholic High School, but it'd probably be good for they them to uh, head to Monster.com or uh, Indeed or ZipRecruiter and start filling out some resumes because 38-year-old Philip Rivers is going to be the head football coach there next season. After Well, after his 17th NFL season either plays out or runs out of time and he collects that $25 million from the Colts. I like Philip Rivers. I think he's a good person. I think he's a, uh, a underrated gunslinger of an NFL quarterback. Who uh, he's like Brett Favre light to me. Makes a lot more mistakes than Brett Favre made, and Brett Favre made a ton of them on the football field. Uh, but Philip Rivers, by all intents and purposes and accounts, is a good person, and I wish him nothing but the best. I'd be proud to have my child play uh, under a coach like that of that caliber and that character. Uh, but it's just a little premature, in my opinion, to be announcing him as the head football coach when he still has an NFL season to be played. The Jordan brand can sleep peacefully tonight as sales have soared since the Last Dance documentary began airing, uh, fueled by ESPN and Netflix. A surge of interest in Air Jordan sneakers and related merchandise on, on online resale markets is uh, uh, exploding. Jordan brand sneaker sales overall are up 40% on StockX since the series premiered April 19th. Other secondary markets have reported similar Jordan spikes. Uh, on Sunday, when the fifth episode of the 10-part series tackled the origin of the Air Jordan shoe and its history, Jordan's agent David Falk apparently came up with the iconic name Air Jordan, StockX saw an immediate transaction increase. Uh, and in the days since that episode aired, sales of the 2015 Jordan 1 retro shoe in particular increased 50%. By the way, the transaction price increased too. The shoe previously averaged about $800 per sale, but now that's $1,600 and in some cases with an average of $1,200 to $1,400 per sale <sighs> for a pair of shoes. Now they are they are terrific shoes. I, I think the Jordan ones are incredible shoes. I would love to have a pair of Jordan ones if they were made in America, or or at least promised to be made without uh, uh, child labor and horrible conditions for those workers in China or elsewhere. Uh, but that's my political standpoint on it. As far as a shoe goes, they purdy. I gotta tell you right now, they are a good looking shoe, and I'm sure they feel great. And uh, I, I don't blame people for wanting to have them because of all that. And, and the way they changed the culture of the NBA and the culture of shoes and athletic shoes and tennis shoes. So I get why there's a spike. Uh, this whole entire documentary was all about promoting the Jordan name, the Jordan brand, and keeping that machine going. And it worked. It's working. It's a pretty good documentary. Uh, some people have a problem with using the word documentary about it because it's not journalistic it's entertainment and it's definitely been slanted towards jordan's preferences on how he wants to be portrayed and seen and viewed uh and that was to be expected but it's a good show uh, it's been fun to watch it and i see why soar or sales would soar because of that good marketing very brilliant business done here by the jordan brand well done on that front okay and since uh this uh, as of this recording uh, here on a Friday afternoon, the NBA call either has not taken place, is taking place, or has not been reported on yet. I don't have any info as to the results of that. 
But I will pass on a few news and notes as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania because today, May 8th, was the date set forth that the NBA facilities could begin to somewhat reopen, a soft reopen for, uh, I believe, four players at a time in individual workouts on opposite baskets in their own corner of the facilities uh, at NBA uh, practice uh, buildings. The Jazz, Dennis Lindsay said earlier this week, they're not going to open today. Uh, they're going to be a few days behind at, at best because they want to make sure they take every possible extra precaution of safety and, and health into consideration before reopening. Adrian Wojnarowski, though, says the Nuggets are planning to reopen the team facility for voluntary individual player workouts on Monday, just not today. Mark Cuban said he has no plans to open because he doesn't feel uh, that they have uh, wide enough uh, access to tests uh, and rapid result tests at that, and he doesn't feel that it's safe for his players or employees there yet. And I think that that's how you're going to see it go. There's going to be a team-by-team, city-by-city, state-by-state thing. That's why it's encouraging, and it is progress, but it does not necessarily guarantee any games are going to actually be played or resumed or the playoffs will take place, but it's hope. It's at least something. It is a step. Uh, it's not uh, something I would run out and buy, put everything in my uh, portfolio on the stock market on. Uh, if, this were, if this were a stock, it'd be a high gamble still, a high risk. But the higher the risk, higher the reward. Just saying. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Also, as part of protocols, according to Sham Sharania, of reopening facilities, the NBA has informed teams that a person whose temperature is greater than or equal to 99.1 Fahrenheit is not permitted into the building that day. Uh, and uh, that that's interesting. Uh, anything above 98 seems to be the rule there, but it is 99.1. So if you're 99.0, come on into work. If you're 99.1 or higher, go home. Not allowed in. So there you go. A couple news and notes about the NBA as we await the results of this all-player call. Stay tuned to The Zone. I'm sure, I promise, we'll have the info as soon as it breaks right here on 1280-975 The Zone. It's going to do it for a Wear Red Friday edition of the EP Podcast. Remember to wear red every Friday. Red stands for Remember Everyone Deployed, R-E-D. And uh, our, our thanks and love to the military and their families around the world uh, for serving us and the freedoms of everyone uh, on this planet. We do appreciate it and uh, honor you. We'll see you on a Military Monday right here on the EP Podcast. I'm Austin Horton. Until then, go home, hug your kids, hug your wife, hug your husband, hug, hug your sp- spouse, your partners, everyone in your life. Hold them and cherish them dearly. And as always, be good to each other. I'll see you Monday. Time now for the laugh of the day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Rucker. I'm not in Hootie and the Blowfish anymore, y'all. Doing my own thing. What, what do you mean, in Hootie? Because you, you are Hootie, man. Come on, everybody. Hootie! Hootie!
Now, now, stop it. Stop it. I'm not Hootie. I'm Darius Rucker. All right? I used to be the front man for a band called Hootie and the Blowfish. All right? But I was never Hootie. There was never a Hootie. Just, if I may, if I may ask, where are the Blowfish at? Right, guys? Come on, everybody. Blowfish! 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 y'all okay the whole band was just called Hootie and the Blowfish that's it it was a nonsense name like Hoobastank or Toad the West Rocket oh I get it now. I understand. Hey, we got to pick, y'all. We got to choose between no, no. Hootie or the Blowfish. So who wants to see the Blowfish? <laughs> There's no Blowfish. And who wants to see Hootie? Hey. Hey, that, that hurts my feelings, y'all. Yeah, but you said you weren't Hootie. No, I'm not, sir. But in the question you just asked the audience, I, I was clearly Hootie. So you are Hootie. I'm not, though. He is Hootie! Yeah! Oh, no.